Hello, everybody. This is Alex with yet another episode of Crits and Grits, uh, your Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition uh, podcast set in the accursed realm of Georgia. However, this week, we are once again not in the accursed realm of Georgia, and I'm also not DMing again. I'm going to be playing. That's exciting. But we're going to start this off by doing an introduction of everybody, just like we always do. Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to introduce our very special guest, um, Kyler, who is the DM for our game here. Um, just a couple facts about Kyler here. Uh, he runs a YouTube channel called Fishing After Five. And from what I've gathered from the internet, he's hella cute, y'all. I'm just going to say it. Extremely. Extremely. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Track him down. Thank you. There we go. Track him down. Fishing After Five on YouTube. We're going to plug it again at the end of the show. Don't y'all worry. Carly, do you have any uh, words of wisdom for us before we get to the rest of the introductions here? Yes, I do. Uh, can you guys hear me okay, by the way? Oh, yeah, yeah we can. Yeah. Yep. Okay, excellent. So, uh, just to preface, you guys likely won't be fighting anything today, so just wear your roleplay hats. Um, you are on a place, or on a place, not on a place, you're in a place. In fact, in a planet that you have lived in and you were born on, called Driala. Driala is special. It's not like its other planes of existence. It has things like cell phones, and Twitter, and Instaboom, and all sorts of different crazy inventions that make life a lot easier. You guys have been friends for a while. Uh, you find yourselves coming hot off the heels of defeating well, defeating, in quotation marks, an angel by the name of the Master in the mountains of Scorbs. Now, no one knows how you defeated this angel. In fact, you don't even know how you defeated this angel. However, it has caught headlines of CMM, and it is going all over the place. You see, you guys are ambassadors to an empire called the Pride Empire. And your main job is to do some good for Driala and its people. So with that out of the way, you find yourselves getting off the plane at an airport. Please introduce yourselves as they take your ID cards. Starting with uh, Abby. All right. Um, so today I am playing a red tiefling woman by the name of Yavari Naveen. Um, if you think like Instagram influencer, well, I guess it would be Instaboom on uh, this realm. I'm that. Um, you know, wearing clothes that accentuate my figure. I've got the makeup going, you know, got the hair, and um, definitely you know, working it and handing him my ID, but I mean, I'm legit. That's me, Yuvari. Gary? All right, and behind Yuvari is a human paladin standing at a mighty 5'6", uh, slightly tan skin, immaculate hair, big brown eyes, and he is carrying her bags. He is Glenn, and uh, Seven years ago, he used to be a frog and became a human, and he became an unpaid intern to Yavari because, well, she promised she would help him find a way to become a frog again because he does not being like being human or paying taxes or any of the human experience. 
Excellent. I really like that. Um, Alex. Uh, yeah. So coming up in right behind, uh, right behind Glenn is a seven foot tall, massive lizard folk uh, who goes by the name of Zark. Uh, he is a uh, an entertainer by trade. Um, he used to be in the uh, the UFC, the uh, Underdark Fighting Club, um, but now he's gone legit. Um, it's a, a sport that's a little bit more like Mexican-style wrestling, uh, and his primary uh, his primary opponent is the Flying Fox, who is just some dorky rich uh, rich kid who uh, runs around in cloak of the bat. Um, and he he's uh, this just this very large uh, lizardy looking guy um, who likes him some good gumbo. It's uh, some good good fishing down here too. Uh, they call me uh, Croc the Killer, Mister Mister Flight Man. You, you want an autograph? I can sign anything for you. I can even sign in blood. It's an extra fee though. And he uh, he gives a wink to the flight attendant there or the the uh, the pilot. Looks bewildered. Uh, thank thank you, ma'am. I'm so mad at you right now, Alex. I'm so mad. Why? Why? It's so good. It's so good. You're just Jenny. I didn't say it was bad. It was bad. I just said I'm mad at you. (laughs) And finally. Emperor Zap, whose name Andrew, yes. right? Yes, hey, I got it. <laughs> and Kyler, right? <laughs> That's me. Right. Uh, I am. I am playing a man of the cloth, a Callister by the name of James James Carpenter. Uh, um, overall, just rather relatively uh, unimpressive features, despite like the. Um, despite the race, like you would almost mistake him for being human. Uh, and outside of his features being a little bit boring and not really standing out in a crowd, you know, he will be wearing his, his vestments showing that he is a man of the cloth. And for him, he is returning home. Um, so the first thing that he'd be looking for is to get in touch with the, with all of his, uh, not only his colleagues, but the people that he, that make up his community around him. And despite being excited for being home, the first things that he is doing is going to be kind of glaring and almost looking very angrily at the security around the airport and anyone that is wearing a official uniform and the people that are at the airport that would recognize him know that he is the only people that they know that he's in touch with are kind of on the underside of society. Despite the fact that he's a man of the cloth. Those ne'er Society. Ne'er-do-wells. I see, I and, see. And the only thing he's looking forward to is getting done with his, uh, with his check-in. Because I got some calls to make. <laughs> right. Well, it looks like you guys are familiar with this city. Uh, the city, which is a lot like New Orleans, except it's totally not New Orleans, is called Manbrew. It's actually the brewing capital of the world. But our story does not start there. It starts with you, 
leaving the airport, hopping in your amazingly nice or not nice vehicle. Um, as you all walk out of the airport, Abby, please make up a car. I was about to say, if I have anything to say about it, it is definitely going to be a very nice car for me to take Instaboom selfies in. Um, yeah, I probably would have ordered ahead whatever you call an Uber. Um, Uber, you mean? Yeah, so we're, I, I definitely would have ordered like one of the nice ones, probably like the big black Escalades that look super shiny with the tinted windows that look like they're almost secret service-y. Uh, just the most luxurious rental car I could rent. That is what is picking us up. Lots of space. Very nice. Probably drinks in there. So as you all leave the airport, you get through uh, picking your bags back up. Uh, you know, the whole line where you're sitting there waiting. And it's like people flock over to the bags. The problem with those bags is they all look the damn same. So everybody's like grabbing them and uh, putting them back. And so your bags are jostled and kind of torn through. But it's okay. For the most part, you have all recovered your bags. And as you walk out, you hear a voice. Uh, Yavari, we have your bag. Or, I'm sorry, not your bag. <laughs> we have <laughs> already. And uh, you see a nice-sized SUV, very, very luxury-based. It was a premium on the Boober, but you've got it. Um, as it pulls up in front of you, uh, the driver gets out and begins opening the doors and uh, lifting up the trunk. And as the driver looks at all of you... Glenn is fighting to get to the door to open it before the driver. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, uh, Glenn, come along, please, my bags. <laughs> and Glenn is carefully bouncing bags and coffee for everyone in the party. <laughs> Yes, uh, Glenn, I definitely would have made him stop and get his coffee. <laughs> Driver says, oh, wow, that's amazing. Is, oh, that's Sark. Sark, uh, uh, sir, can I uh, please get an autograph? Oh, of course, of course, young man, of course. Who do you want me to make this out to? Uh, make it out to Dylan. All right, Dylan, is that with a, with a Y? It's I, I don't know how and why. Oh hell yeah, I love it. I love it. And kind of like Dillian. Uh he scrolls it in uh with uh with his claw and everything just goes that's uh that's a a D uh L two L's one L's two L's yes. Uh-huh. Two L's. Alright, and then a Y. And then uh, for the end, he makes it kind of look like a like a gitter mouth, kind of chomping. It's got little teeth in it and everything. Um, and then he kind of does a finger gun. And goes, that's what uh, that's what I'm talking about there. Now, don't go tell nobody this was free. <laughs> he takes the just ripped up ass piece of paper, <laughs> and uh, it, well, 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 thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Anything for old fan. Anything. So he uh, leaves the door open and walks away and for a moment you're a little confused as this driver doesn't seem to be driving the car is just there and there's you what do you do next miss yavari i'll go scout ahead for traps and then uh glenn hops in and starts inspecting the vehicle very carefully 
Okay. You find that it is a very nice uh, 1003 Duick Le Boss. It seems sound mechanically. Uh, it has a, a number of miles on it that are less than 200. I love it. Mr. Bari, the car seems new. Well, of course. What did you think I was going to order? An old car? Well, is it safe? I have things to do. I believe it's safe, Miss Yavari. All right, I'm going to hop in. Hopping in? What about everybody else? Uh, James, James is still just going to kind of be keeping a wary eye out on all the security around him. Like, he's just almost looking paranoid while still being trying to be calm. You're like, ah, fine. Let's go ahead and get on out of here. I, like I said, I, I got plenty of work to get back to. Or at the very least, some uh, acquaintances to get back in touch with. And I'll get in the car. Why do you have to make it sound so dirty? Mr. James taught me a new phrase today. It's, fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Glenn. Now, now, Glenn. Remember what I told you. You don't say that when we're out in public. All you call them when we're in public is that they're dirty pigs. <laughs> oink, oink, Mr. James! <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, you, you need to be a little bit more subtle. Ask if, does anybody else smell bacon? Miss Yavari, I smell no bacon. I don't know if you're clever enough for that one, Miss Yavari. Mm, you're right, I'm probably aiming a little high. <laughs> Don't you worry, Glenn. We'll get there. We'll 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 get there one of these days. Now. You're torturing me. I just want y'all to know you're torturing me. <laughs> yeah. Um, before before I fully get in the car, I'm also just gonna like the nearest group of people. Just kind of like wave my hand out, not really at anyone, and then be like, mm, "No, Divines, bless you, bless you now." <laughs> and then I'm gonna get in. The look as if they're a little confused, but they they wave back out of politeness. Excellent. Uh, real, real fast. How big is this car? Uh, it is a full-size SUV. Think GMC okay. Yukon. Okay. Okay. Um, it's big enough for all of you. Zark uh, definitely goes to the back of it, um, and goes. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to fit in the front here. Don't y'all worry about me, none. Don't y'all worry. Uh, how do I? Open, uh, and he he puts his hand in underneath uh, or into the uh, the door handle uh, for the back, and slightly overestimates how uh, how durable it is. Uh, and you hear a crunch as it wrenches open. Um, it was it was like that when I found. I definitely didn't. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just gonna get in now. <clears throat> okay. So you guys are all in the car. You, who's driving? I'm just waiting for someone to drive. Like, <laughs> it sounds like you all are in the car, but nobody's actually in the driver's seat. Glenn, boy, I thought we already told you that uh, you you got work to do. I'm on it, Mr. James, and Glenn hops into the driver's seat. Oh, no. And then he raises the seat as high as he can so we can see over the steering wheel. <laughs> Here we go. How big is Glenn? 
Glenn's about five six. Oh, okay. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Uh Glenn, this is a question from DM the player. Have you ever driven before? Uh I imagine that Glenn has had to drive Yavari home on several occasions because she had too much to drink and Glenn was the only one there. Okay, you should be decent. Got it. Understood. Okay, so with this being such a big car, you do understand that it is a bit of a gas guzzler. You have about a two-hour drive until you reach the city limits of Manbrew. Your current mission is simple, to meet your commander at the hotel. The hotel is called the Five Seasons. That's it. That's all. And you're sure that nothing else will come of this. So, if everybody's packed up and ready to go, Let's be on our way. Glenn puts on some sunglasses and uh, leather gloves and starts the car. Again with the gloves. Oh my goodness. <laughs> my car's out. <laughs> Miss Yavari, they help me drive. Do they, though? Do they? Whatever, let's just go. Miss Yavari, let the boy have some fun, especially while we can have fun. Uh, and, and James is going to. Start uh, praying. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't tell him to take them off, did I? I just question how necessary they are. Glenn just slams his foot on the gas pedal. <laughs> I'm taking a picture of him driving with the stupid <laughs> driving gloves on so I can post it later. And I have, I, once he hits the gas, I have fully pulled uh, my, my amulet out from beneath my cloak and am holding it. And Zark is holding on to every Jesus Christ script that he can find within his very long reach. And uh, as he's not, as he tries so hard not to be pulled out from uh, into the back or out the back of the car. Where is this man driving? <laughs> You've already reached into her uh, bag, pulled out her flask, and she's pouring some alcohol into her coffee. If you've ever played Crazy Taxi, that is how Glenn is driving. Oh no. <laughs> oh um, no. This is the future, and certain things aren't really going to have the same meaning. For driving, I want you to make an animal handling check. Oh god. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I would well, like to say There goes us. <laughs> While he's rolling that I would like to say I'm kind of like shaking my flask at James because it has the um symbol of my patron deity Gargoth on it who is uh, a fiend. <laughs> Do you want any? Um J James James will actually grab it and take a swig. Um, and he does not talk about like his deity much um, as far as uh, what he actually has, but you should be able to see on his amulet that it's um, that he's currently has the blessing of the trickster. Oh yeah, I just like giving him a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but James is gonna take a swig as far as after that first gas pedal hit. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea, uh, Glenn. So what is your role? It's a 17. Oh! You guys are all in the car drunk for nothing. Because Glenn's handling these highway miles. He's doing 75 in the 75. He's making the right choices, and you guys are just 
holding on for dear life. I guess past experiences in your very, very long adventure have taught you otherwise. But today, he's doing all right. I have been making him do a lot of coffee runs recently for me. He's learned. He's training. And I, for one, don't mind at all taking a little bit of the uh, edge off. <laughs> and as you should, this is a celebration. I'll get into more of that celebration uh, in a little bit. However, about an hour and 30 minutes into your drive into Manbury, and you can see it in the distance as you're coming over the hill. You can see that... Uh, over the hill is a big, big valley, um, and you can see all of the different swamps that line the the base of the valley. And in the center of that swamp is a huge, very well-lit city. The sun is coming down. Uh, the lights on the city are going up, and everything in it just looks like party to you. Your previous adventure spanned over five months with you trying to figure out why exactly so many women were disappearing at a monastery far off in the mountains. The angel that you fought, well, fought in quotations, he eventually just kind of gave up as best as you can assume. However, the media does not quite know that yet. Glenn, you pull into a respectable-looking gas station. Uh, your your tank's almost on E. They didn't quite fill it up. But you see the gas station in the distance. Pull into it. Stop. What are you guys up to? Does anyone want anything from the gas station? I've probably fallen asleep at this point. Is there is there anyone, like, in the actual, like, parking lot or like at the like outside of the gas station or like uh, yeah. essentially like bums yes there are about three looking uh they're not so seedy but they they do look like they've been dra- day drinking all right uh james is gonna hop out and he's gonna go over to them and they're uh, gonna be like brother brother bless you brother come here let me let me let me let me try to be a little bit of a light in your day now, and I'm gonna do. This is a player question. Did we start out as far as like with any like pocket change or anything? Yeah. You've got oh, yeah. you've got money. You've had a, a stipend, a salary. You can make. I'm it. gonna flip a coin. I'm gonna flip a coin to each of the bums that I'm talking to, and there's my like, ah, yeah, bless you, bless you, brother. I know dark times have been what you know, but but it's only a lot ahead. I'll mingle with my people. Glenn just kind of stops and looks at James and says, Wait, Mr. James, Yavari doesn't hold on to your salary as well? (laughs) Yavari in control (laughs) of all things, boy. Don't don't you worry. One of these days, you'll get that through your pretty little head. As you're messing around with these uh, two bums, which... They're very enchanted by your coin flipping. Um, one of them kind of steps closer to you and whispers, Hey, uh, we've been trying to hit this place for a couple of days now. You think you might get us an inn? Just get us inside the door, that's it. Now, uh, yeah, well, like I said, there's only light on the horizon. And 
depending on that light, gonna need something to uh, reflect off of. If you catch what I mean, brother. But Mr. James, you said we should help the poor if we can. I can't Glenn, keep you doing this voice. Glenn, Glenn, you go on. You go on inside. You go inside. Go ahead, buy, buy us a buy us another tank of gas uh, so we can get on moving. You can, and I'm gonna flip Glenn a coin as well, um, since he's not in control of his salary. I'm gonna flip him a coin and and you buy yourself something nice while you're in there now. Glenn goes in with the coin. Okay. Yeah. So Glenn, as you're going inside, uh, bing, open the door. You get in there. The uh, attendant is eyeing your friend and the three bums outside. Uh, the attendant kind of says to you in a snarky way, uh, those people have been hanging out in my store for days now. I think they want something. D- do you know what they want? Uh, yes, sir. I believe they said they wanted some sort of inn. I don't know if this is a establishment you sleep in. I love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he wasn't ready for Glenn. <laughs> the attendant just says, "What? No, an an inn? I wonder what he means by an inn." Yes, and... they're looking for an inn, sir. Huh. Okay. Just then. Oh man, what is? I, I usually have the sound for this. Um, you know the breaking news sound? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Gary, edit that in later. Headline news. Uh, if I can find it. <laughs> CMM headline news. What is you guys... What are you, Words are hard. What is you guys' team name? Oh, shit. We never came up with a team name, and also we lost Alex. And we lost Alex. <laughs> Big time. Oh, no. Quick, quick, think of a name while Alex gives us time. I, I, I think we should just, you know, keep it a little simple. You go with something like the Renegades. <laughs> the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four. No, be the Fabulous Four. So that way it's not just direct infringement. Yavari, etc. <laughs> Yavari and friends. Yavari and friends. Yavari that, and Yavari and three. Yeah, that that's a good point. Would Yavari get let us get away with not having her name? In... No. Okay. Um, yeah. So. I feel like it would be it would start off as Yavari and the guys, and it would eventually like get shortened down to Yavari and three, and then Yavari, then the letter N, and the number three. I like it. Like a boy band. Yeah. Then I feel like it would just be shortened to N three. Yeah. Okay. I'm down with that. All right. She definitely always says the whole thing. N3. Yavari and three. She says it. The the long way. Yavari N3 every time. But other, everybody else just calls it N3. It's Yavari N3 for her. And for Glenn, it's Miss Yavari N3. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it is. This is I'm breaking impressed news. Myself. <laughs> Heroes N3 have brought down what seems to be a solar 
Now, if you guys aren't familiar with the Solar, that is a kind of angel. He is called the Master, and now he is gone. But here we have live footage. We have live footage of the scene in the Scorbs right now. Let's go to our special report. And what you see on the screen, Glenn, is people carrying out bagged bodies of what seem to be all young women, uh, and they are bringing them out by the dozen. Some of them have missing limbs, others missing heads, uh, but all in a state of death. It is actually quite gruesome to see. The attendant looks on along with you, and eventually the image on CMM shows your faces. Uh, Yavari, Glenn, Zark, James, all of you on the news for saving all of these women, or at least rescuing the bodies. The attendant turns back to you and says, wait a second, that, that's, that's you. How did you do it? Oh man, those guys really don't know how to take a great image of Yavari, or sorry, Miss Yavari. Don't tell her I said Yavari instead of Miss Yavari. Sure, but how did you do? Glenn just kind of shrugged. Well, well, here's here's the thing. You don't. This is it's an old it's an old tale. Uh, and Zark leans in across the counter and says, "A gentleman never kisses and tells." Same rules apply here. But Mr. Zark, I didn't see anyone kiss the angel. Well, it's not like a literal, a literal kissing and telling. It's a, it's a meta, metaphysical, meta, uh, metamorphical kissing. I guess Miss Yavari isn't a gentleman then. No, she, you know, she kicked my ass at poker the other night. She definitely ain't no gentleman. No, definitely not. Absolutely, I would have kicked your ass at poker. <laughs> Negative one intelligence, baby! Whatever you guys did, we appreciate you. Consider your whole order, gas and everything, on the house. How about that? I believe Miss Yavari would enjoy a six-pack of... Oh, God, I couldn't think of a fake name for White Claw. You mean Biller Light? <laughs> no, it needs I'm... to be classier. It would probably be, be like Blue Paw or something. Black Talon. Black Talon. I like that. I believe Miss Yavari would enjoy a 12 pack of Black Talon. Goes over himself personally, gets the Black Talon, and gets 24 pack. Glenn is fighting to get over there to grab the 24 pack before him. Uh, uh, okay. Zark has already grabbed like every single pack of beef jerky that he can find and a few pork rinds before he puts one of the pork rinds back and says, uh, I don't need that. I gotta wash my waistline. Back to James real quick. James, as you have been talking to the, um, to the bums outside, you notice that one of them has kind of snuck away from you. Um, no longer three, just two. Uh, well... Now, if I ain't mistaken, either your little crew is starting to have to burn some midnight oil to make up manpower, or it don't matter what I say, and y'all gonna get started no way, no how. Uh, the two bums look at you confused. Uh, 
Oh, okay, but I don't quite know that other guy. Shady one, you see. Yeah. Always looking for his next fix. Uh, looking for his fix, you say? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know if a shop like this has got enough of a payday to warrant me tossing a little bit of a helping hand to my downtrodden brother. But given time and resources, maybe we could work something out. Let me give you a address. This address to my parish. Y'all, y'all come in. We light of the divines will shine on you. It will bless you. And maybe even after a sermon, we could uh, discuss some further opportunities. Really appreciate your kindness, but his fix is a little, a uh, little rare. We worry about him. Well. Whether or not he shows up is really not going to affect the business talks I have in mind, to be perfectly honest with you. But I ain't going to lie to you, brother. If y'all try to do anything right now, I, I'm not alone here. And I can't say that uh, some of my acquaintances may not just rip y'all to shreds. And uh, James is definitely thinking in the back of his mind, the back of the dreams. The back of our uh, SUV trunk door getting ripped off the hinges. <laughs> your uh, your your trunk man is inside the the gas station now. Yeah. I mean, Yavari is right there, and he would probably know that if it's good PR, I would probably stop them. If anybody's around with the camera, if not, that I wouldn't care. Speak honestly with you here, our friend and uh, me. My other friend, we, that rare thing we want, it's Mentos. We're not fresh. <laughs> so what the you, fuck? <laughs> so if you just. What? Oh, you're trying to get your hands on some Mentos. Yeah. The forbidden fresh maker. <laughs> <laughs> what the Is James able to like pick up on any code of Mentos or pick up if like the guy's trying to hide something from me with that? No, he's he smells terrible. <laughs> Oh hell, brother! This whole time I thought I was a, uh, I thought I was going from one job to the next. <laughs> well, divines, divines make a fool of us all. Come, let me, let me, let, let's go inside. I'll, I'll get y'all some Mentos right now, and I, I'm gonna go into the store to buy some Mentos for these bums. <laughs> bing bing, you got walk in the store. At this point, Glenn has, like, candy rings on every finger and, like, 16 candy necklaces on. Okay. <laughs> look, at, so, look at Glenn and just... Uh, boy, did I give you enough for all that? Oh, Mr. James, they said everything was on the house. Oh, and you don't say. Uh, Garcon, would that also include some, uh... Maybe, maybe uh, one of the, your boxes of Mentos over here? You look for the Mentos. Uh, now, picture this. You have the attendant, uh, your uh, friend Zark, and Glenn on one side. You are at the door, and every single box of Mentos 
is gone. I'll be. Garcon, how often you how often you selling these Mentos? Garcon? Nah, we we, uh, we the Mentos is gone. Yes, from what I'm looking at, I'm only got empty boxes over here. Unless a uh, Mentos changer over to Cabo. Everybody in the store, make a perception check, please. I'm gonna percept the hell out of this. Let's see. That's a 14 for Gwen. It's a 22 for James. Uh, that's a 23 for Zark. Well, you guys are very perceptive indeed. As you can see that one of the Mentos tablets, I guess you call them tablets, uh, have fallen out, leading a nice little trail to the back door. The back door is now hanging open. It looks like your friend, the gas station attendee, who is now enamored with your famous faces, has been robbed of all of his Mentos. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> well, get a load of that now. Looks like a looks like your friend wasn't good for nothing after all. Mr. Clerk, I'll handle this. And Glenn runs to the back door. Okay. Uh, Glenn, you run out to the back door. Bust through. You look to the left, to the right. Make an investigation check. While Glenn is running to the back door, James is cutting off any snide remarks he's coming up with going, oh, hell. <laughs> That's an 11 for investigation. Yeah. Okay, so the trail of Mentos tablets, these golden little nuggets of freshness, they kind of end as it hits the um, the curb, meeting the asphalt to the grass. Uh, and further beyond that is the swamp. Checking around more, you do not see any sign of where the Mentos man may have fled to. It may be a lost cause, my friend. Are there any animals nearby? Plenty. There's bugs. There's um, ants. There's swamp things. And bugs. I would like to cast Speak with Animals. Okay. And Does ant. it cost you to cast that? Uh, it's just one spell slot. Because I can do that for free if you want. I'm just saying. I feel like just I feel like Glenn is already. missing communing. Glenn is missing communing with nature. So, <laughs> hey, animals, have you seen a guy with Mentos running through here? Well, I don't quite know what Mentos are. Says an ant who is uh, now chowing down on those Mentos. It, it's that thing you're eating. Glenn, curb stomp him. Curb stomp the ant. Well, uh, Mr. Ant, I am very sorry for this. Uh, Mr. Zark has told me that I should do this, and Glenn just curb stomps the ant. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't Zark saying it, it was Alex saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Zark, you feel the pain of the get ant if it leaves his world. <laughs> Mr. Zark, did I get the information correctly? Is that how I interrogate? What what did you do? What did you do, son? Oh, God. James is just holding his head in his hands. We need a a doctor over here, or a priest or something. 
And then uh, Glenn casts Cure Wounds on that same ant. Um, Damn it. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm Jane. Dead. Wait, I don't know how to tell you this, but the ant is dead. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to wait. But... Oh, James is now walking to the counter, and he's grabbing like one of those packets of the migraine powder. Instead of <laughs> instead of like a box of aspirin, it's to the powder, the little packets, and he's just oh, yeah. grabbing like two of those packets and ripping them open, and walking over to one of the coolers to grab a drink. <laughs> okay, so Mentos Man has escaped. Uh, everything is now well within the gas station. You all get your supplies, drinks, uh, that BC powder that tastes like absolute hell but sometimes that's what you need and you gas up and you're ready to go is there anything else you want to accomplish at the gas station first before we leave i just gently place the 24 pack of black talon in yavari's lap so you know careful not careful not to wake her up so 24 pounds. Imagining each one is like 16 ounces. You just put 24 pounds in my lap? Yes. Of <laughs> refrigerated cans. Yvonne wakes up when you do this, looks at Glenn, looks at the 24 pack, looks at Glenn again, and just. <sighs> Thank you, Glenn, and just moves it to the floor like a smart person. Your Monday special, Miss Yavari. <laughs> Thank you. Um, James is uh, James is going to stop with the, the the one bum that he's been talking to the most, and and just reiterate. Now, I do want you to swing by the parish, not only for some blessings, but I I ain't gonna lie to you, brother. I I'd love to hear more about uh these Mentos and what makes them so fresh. <laughs> Bum's demeanor has really changed, um, and just plainly speaking, he seems sad. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, don't. And, uh, James is going to be very uncomfortable with how sad he is. Now, uh, uh, brother, don't, don't get, don't get down on yourself like that. There's, uh, there's always going to be more Mentos. Mentos. Billy uh, was my friend, and I just. He really took the he really took all the Mentos in the store and I just Oh come on, y'all clearly weren't that close of friends. You were even telling me before we went in the store that y'all weren't that close, but well, again, yeah, there there's gonna be more Mentos, Mentos, but I I I ain't gonna lie to you, I can't wrap my brain around this. So I'd love for you to swing by so that we could you could tell me more about this Mentos. Will you will you have Mentos there? Uh well, if they're, they're going out of style like the way they are here, um, I may have to make some calls, but I'll, I'll try to get you some Mentos. But I need I need you to swing by because I need to know more about them. He looks at you in the eyes, and you can see like the tears are welling. He takes your hand and then brings you into like a, a, a brotherhood kind of, you know, where you take somebody's hand and brings you into a, a little hug, a one arm. Yeah, hug. yeah. So you you got like your arms in front, but going wrapping around with yeah. the other. Yeah. And he says to you deeply within your ear, "I can't wait to be fresh again." <laughs> <laughs> and and he just he backs away, shakes his head in in approval, 
and then continues standing on the street corner. Yeah. And uh, Jane's just going to shake his head. <laughs> sure. Uh, Divine's be with you, brother. And he's going to yeah. now move to get back in the SUV. <laughs> All right. Uh, Zark has his hands full of uh, of beef jerky, uh, and with the twenty four pack, he puts a a pack of Cajun uh, flavor on top of it. And says, "This is uh, for you, Miss Miss Yavar. I'm sure that these will go well with you." Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And she's gonna go ahead and open it, and also definitely a black talon. <laughs> Miss Yavari, permission to take a black talon. You're driving. It's not for me, Miss Yavari. Who's it for? Our new friend, Miss Yavari. Sure, go ahead. Take two, why don't you? And Glenn takes two and just chucks them at the bum. (laughs) Um, Glenn, did did you get his attention before you threw them? No, he was hit. James, James wants to try to pickpocket the keys <sighs> from Glenn while he's chugging. Glenn, you need to make sure people are ready before you throw things at them. But, Miss Yavari, I, I've seen people throw drinks at you and you caught them. Yes, because I pay attention. It's you that said that, right? Uh, go ahead and try and... Uh... Hit us with a sleight of hand. Hell yeah. Shit. That's a six. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Glenn, what's your passive perception? My passive is 13. You notice your friend is reaching towards your crotch area. Uh, Mr. James, what are you doing? Oh, God, I sound too much like Frankie there. (laughs) Trying to get the keys from your, from this fool up here in the seat. Knock them back with black claws like they're going out of style. Glenn removes the keys from his pockets and puts them in James' hands. Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) James, you are now the driver of the luxury SUV. You've got another 30 minutes before arriving at the city of Manbrew. Uh, you start up the car, and you guys get going. That evening... already... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I've already finished the uh, first Black Talon, and I'm starting the second. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys are pre-gaming. So... <laughs> You've already just really likes drinking. <laughs> As you get on the road, uh, the road is now getting dark. You're seeing the... Um, Lights on the side of the roads light up. At this point, none of you have really given thought to what you should tell your commander actually happened to the angel. In truth, the angel just kind of gave up and went away. However, the media has blown it up to a proportion where it looks like you guys are heroes that defeated this angel. In actuality, you might have just said something to make him give up. So what story are you going to tell? Oof. Who's got the best charisma? <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> wait, wait, what, what's your charisma? 18. Ah, oh, fuck. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm a warlock I've, sorcerer. I'm Whoa. just right below with the 16. Well, yeah, I'm no. I'm the face. Okay. I'm the face. Straight <laughs> up zero. No, I don't trust myself. Uh, I don't trust myself too much whenever I'm not speaking about the divines, may they bless us. But uh, if it was up to me, you know, I, I do I do believe that one should always tell the truth. And in this situation, the truth is that what the commander don't know won't hurt us. I think the real truth here is he was a bitch. And, you know... We weren't. So he realized that. Um, we were better than him. You know, the usual. Some fighting happened. We won. He actually kicked your asses for ten straight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the screams of pain, you're not too sure what you said, but he just kind of gave up. Really, it's the results that matter, right? I could not agree right, more. Of course, of course. I could not agree but more. Mr. Bari, Glenn. Mr. Shibari, I've heard people call you a bitch before and you wore that as a badge of honor. <sighs> Glenn. Yep. When we get inside, you're not speaking. I could not agree more once again. You're precious yep. and I love you, Glenn, but please. Please. Yep. Yavari, how about you be a deer and let Glenn uh, busy himself with another Black Claw while the adults talk? Uh, no, 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 no. That would just make him want to speak even more. I'd rather him just get something in his mouth instead of trying to open it again. Did you get any gum while you were at the gas station? Glenn starts chewing on one of his candy rings. Um, Yavari's gonna pull out an entire pack of gum and push it at Glenn. Chew on all of the pieces. <laughs> oh, I'd God. Are we doing that them. fully work again where I pretend my mouth is full because I can't do that again? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're actually going to make sure your mouth is full for this whole thing. Don't worry. You don't even have to pretend. There's no lying. Just actually fill your mouth with the gum and don't spit it out until I Oh, no. I, I was making a callback to the uh, Seder party episode with Oh gosh. We all know where that went. <sighs> well, hold on, hold on. Let me let me look through my my uh, my snacks here. And uh, Zark goes through his uh, his different beef jerkies, and he goes, "Okay, we got teriyaki. That's for me. Buffalo. That's for me. We got extra spicy. We got not so spicy. Ah, here's mint. Want, want some mint jerky? <laughs> I'm telling you, it'll 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 do the trick. No gum needed." A gift from Mr. Zark? I'll take it. You want me to initial it and everything? I'll just put a big old Z in my, with my just, claw. Just whatever keeps it in his mouth. I'm yes, this is act- this is absolutely me once again gagging Gary's character. <laughs> no, the fuck. Gary, why are you like this? <laughs> And Glenn just starts chewing the jerky, and it's so tough that he has to keep chewing. Jerky and gum cocktail, that sounds terrible. It really does. (laughs) That's that's absolute misery. So, what kind of story are you all going to 
be able to actually stick to because I feel like they're eventually going to ask the rest of you your side, and I know that's not going to go great. All I know is as long as we have a story to stick to, I can stick to virtually any story. So my plan is we just leave out anything that reflects negatively on us. So you don't have to lie. I know how some of you can be about lying, but we just omit the parts where things weren't quite going our way. We'll just pretend those didn't happen. We just need to focus on the parts where, in the end, we did win. And technically, we did fight hard. I mean, technically, yes. Not even technically. We sure did fight hard. We did. Let's focus on our efforts and the end result. Let's just forget about everything else in between. Could not agree more. And if they press and you cave, I will kill you. Oh, Miss Miss Yavari, you don't got you don't gotta worry about that, none. Miss Yavari. I, I think it's I think I speak for both both myself and Mr. Crockhair that uh, uh we're more worried about you being able to keep your dog on a leash. And between uh, bites of jerky, Glenn says, I've seen her kill for less. Good boy. (laughs) And I give him a little head pat. (laughs) That's fine. That's what hold person is for. Like you guys have a story together. Don't forget it. We do have a story together. Okay, so we are ready to go. (laughs) This is going to be so bad. (laughs) This is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait. Okay. That evening, you come to a city surrounded by rolling green hills lying within the managed swamps in the beautiful mist of a great grass sea called the Expanse. Elegant city streets lined by unique buildings of differing shapes and sizes line the path before you. And in the center of town, you can see many bridges uh, spanning the length of a glorious emerald green river that runs the length of the city. A sign greets you as you drive towards the city limits, reading, Welcome to Manbrew, the brewing capital of the world. Oh, I do love this city. And if I had music, I'd be playing some down-home Louisiana jazz, but you know, I ain't got that. (laughs) (laughs) Louisiana Popeyes. Um, It's really good to be home. So as you're driving along the... Uh, speed limit slows down, and you're able to really get a good look at the city. It's about 9 o'clock. Now, this means the night is still very early. Manbrew is a place that never quite... It never sleeps at all. The parties go from day until the next day. Um, you see many different restaurants and businesses, all um, with patios... Okay, you see many different businesses uh, with lit patios, many different patrons um, sitting, drinking, talking to themselves, uh, elves kind of sticking uh, along their kind, uh, several orcs coming into the conversation to flirt and pick up several different elves as you uh, drive by. But this place is absolutely gorgeous. It is a great melting pot of different cultures, races, and ideas. 
Your mission right now is to head over to the five seasons. Of course, you're not really on the time limit. So what do you do? An alarm goes off on Glenn's phone, and he looks down and it says, Miss Yavari's 10 o'clock martini. (laughs) (laughs) I look at him expectantly. He just kind of shrugs. How, how many people are around us right now? Hundreds of thousands. It it has right, to be. Uh, These city streets are lined with people. So are we are we near the Five Seasons and would they have a bar? The Five Seasons is uh, downtown. Yes, it would have a bar. It's a very upscale bar. But you guys are salaried. You you'll make it. And um, the J- James is going to be doing his best to ignore uh, the ten o'clock martini. And any any calls to it is will make him like publicly put on a face of uh, disdain, and he is near all the people nearest him. Devon's blessed brother. It, it is so good to be home. Yes, y'all y'all come on down to the parish on this Sunday, y'all. We we got a great service planned ahead, and he is schmoozing with as many of the people around him as possible. Oh, I'm just beelining to the bar. Glenn, not understanding what's going on, starts throwing candy necklaces to the people that James is blessing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Zark uh, catches at least one or two of them so that he can throw them on and just throws up his shirt like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what's about y'all. Uh, they start showing you their titties. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I've seen Miss Yavari do this in a bar once. That's a lie. <laughs> That's not a lie. <laughs> Glenn. It was something Glenn, called Lady Night. Glenn, Glenn, eat your jerky. Or else. And Glenn goes back to eating jerky. You're throwing those candy necklaces. Now a, a certain group of uh, dwarf females come up to the side of the car. Um, and they, they knock on your side of the car, Glenn, uh, which is, I, I guess, the rear passenger. And Hello, nice dwarf ladies! Oh, hi! That's my dwarf woman voice. Thank you. <laughs> what fucking voice was that? Oh, hi! You got any more of them bees? Well, they're candy necklaces, but I got like six more. And they just pull their shirts up. Mr. James, is this normal? Now, don't be mistaken. I may work with these people, but I do not associate with these people. That's why the divines call us not to judge those for their actions, but to coexist with them. But we must not be of this world, not of this city either. Y'all come on down to the parish now. And he's ignoring all of that as hard as he can. Taken too long, the dwarf women now walk away. <laughs> and as they're walking away, I give them the uh, James special blessing. Fuck the police! <laughs> Whole crowd goes. Woo! Oh, James will God. have the James will have the hintest amount of a of a smirk come on his face at hearing "fuck the police." It's horrible. So, um, Mr. James, did I do good? That's right, y'all. And y'all remember, y'all remember. That the way that we treat the lowest 
of our citizens is how we are to be judged. That is the only judgment that comes from the divine. Still ignoring Glenn as hard as possible. Yuvari, <laughs> I know you wanted to go straight to the bar. Glenn, you're probably following Yuvari. Zark and James, what are you trying to do? I am following the party, but like at a slower pace so that I can schmooze and put on a face of of the average priesthood. Mind you, you're all in an SUV, so I don't know how you're following at a slower pace. Oh, I thought we would have gotten out by now. <laughs> oh, I like, thought we, we were park? out. Yeah. 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 So I misunderstood. You, you pull into a parking space, you park. It's about a 30-minute walk to the five seasons from where you are, but you do see Wait, a... I have one question before we get there. Is it paid parking? Uh, yes, it is paid parking. $20 an hour. Oh, okay. uh, I would have just pulled uh, out a credit something... card. No, no. Glenn walks over to the attendant and says, Do you know who she is? That is Miss Yabari. We don't pay for parking. At least that's what she told me. Glenn, Glenn. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Zark is right behind Zark is right behind, and he puts his hand on Gwen's shoulder. He goes, hold on just a second, my friend. Uh, gentlemen, I assume y'all gentlemen. Am, am I correct in assuming that? Yes, they are yes, They are gentlemen. Uh, a fine young man in a police uniform. Uh, he is the parking lot uh, attendee, and he's just looking at you. Immediately upon <laughs> seeing the police uniform, Glenn says, fuck the police! Before he does it, uh, Zark puts his hand right over his mouth as soon as he gets the F out of it. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> so it's just like, <laughs> oh, don't, don't, pay, don't pay no mind to him. Don't pay no mind. Now, gentlemen, I just, I just, I just want y'all to know that SUV right there. That's some very special property right there. I don't, I don't want to hear about no scratches, no dings, no nothing on it. Can I trust you, gentlemen? To make sure that happens. Yeah, you can. Uh, we've got a five-star rating on uh, on Belp. On Belp. <laughs> we got Booba. We got Booba and we got Belp. I just, I love this world so much. This world is where it's at. This is taking too long and I'm just going to hand him my credit card. Well, you, you're supposed to pay when you when you leave. Uh, fine okay let's go please we've got better things to do come on and glenn jerky and glenn starts chewing some jerky yeah james is ignoring the the park attendant or the parking deck attendant as hard as possible not even making eye contact with him and just trying to follow and get away from him you are on the streets of Manbrew itself um you are walking literally shoulder to shoulder with different people of all different races, all in a all with deferring levels of drunkenness. Um, they're all having a great time. The music is blasting and beautiful and chaotic. Uh, there's horns and guitars, and every single bar you pass has a different singer inside of it belting out lyrics that some of you understand and some of you don't. It is the most chaotic place you've been to, but the chaos melds into something just wonderful. You feel like you could stay in Manbrew for all of your days. It's that warm the world, feeling. The world picture, the, the mind picture you're painting here is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And I just, I just 
It's so good. <laughs> it's like Dragon Con. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn kind of has his shield up so uh, no one bumps into anyone from the party. Keep in mind, this is every night. But you're seeing high-class elves uh, fraternizing with, you know, just look, they look like seedy dudes. Um, and they're buying these little white tablets from these guys. Um, Zark is intrigued. Zark is super-duper intrigued. You can see humans uh, going around, beers in their hands, and all of them, usually the humans have a certain t-shirt that is uh, of a local college, and that is MSU. Now, MSU, as you guys may already know, since some of you are from Manbrew, uh, is a bard college. It's like the school of thought. Uh, this bard college carries all sorts of different uh, classes for bards, but mostly just music classes in theory. And that's where all of the beautiful music that you hear comes from. So, you're in the streets of Manbrew. What are you guys up to? Zark is very interested in these little white tablets that he's seeing upper class, uh, upper class elves uh, and the seedier, I guess, did you say they were orcs earlier? Seedy humans, orcs. Um, this is a great melting pot. So Driala, uh, years ago, had the orc wars. And ever since then, Orcs been kind of cool. Uh, so half orcs, orcs, uh, even goblins, not that uncommon to see in uh, civilized society. This is a world that has progressed far past the uh, old wars. Zark is very interesting. He's tablets and goes, and he just uh, very, very uh, coolly walks up and says, uh, "How much for one of those little, little uh, sweet tarts there?" One of the elves, uh, she's about seven feet tall. She is a sun elf. Uh, blonde hair, kind of tan-ish skin. Very big eyes and very, very big hands and feet. If you've ever seen a sun elf before, they are odd-looking, but gorgeous. I thought you were going to say big titties, but... <laughs> no, uh, almost, almost shapely. They are just long as fuck. <laughs> But she's wearing Versace. She's got some Gucci slides. Oh, I'm sorry, Gucci slides. And, uh, <laughs> you know, she, she looks high class. She pulls out her phone as you uh, walk to her uh, and begins FaceTiming. Well, not FaceTime, but she goes on Instaboom Live and she turns the camera towards you and says, Can you believe this guy? Like, oh my God, he is really asking me about these. And she shows the little white tablet, and it's, you guessed it, the Fresh Maker. Boy. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, what would you say to just a little bit of celebrity endorsement? Uh, and he pulls down his comically overlarge uh, uh, aviators, uh, and you can, you can definitely tell that there's kind of, but not really a disguise. Um, uh, make your insta boom really boom if you know what I'm saying. My God, you're the guy that's on CMM. I've seen you. Okay, so tell me, how did you do the angel thing? That was so cool, and I want a selfie with you. What's your what, what's your handle? 
What's the handle? The handle is Zark Croc, the killer. It's it's a long one, I know, but it's it's got a couple of uh, underscores and everything there. But it's it's a simple, simple. So here's what here's what done happened. So Chris Angel, he was up on the ropes, you see, and uh, I I grabbed him by the legs and just suplexed his ass. It was it was incredible. You you really should have been there, front row, blood splatter everywhere. It was a gruesome, not gonna lie. But it was worth it. It was worth it right there to see. Oh my god, you are so strong and you are my personal hero. Let me tell you that. Girls, okay, so where are you staying? Oh, we are ooh, the the five seasons. I think we're in the uh the season between summer and uh, and autumn where it's just like melting the balls hot. That's the season we're probably staying at. Well, you just keep an eye out, because we might just show up, okay? All right. And they take their fresh makers, and they proceed to walk wait, off. Wait, wait, wait. But one of them turns and looks at you and gives you a nice, sly, sexy wink. Ooh. Uh, he, he pulls down the shades again. Uh, very, very Dwayne The Rock Johnson, 1999 style, and just winks right back. One that gave you the wink is a regular old high elf. Uh, she has black hair, which is dyed black. Her hair isn't naturally black at all. Um, she's, give or take, maybe 5'9". Uh, she's just as long and lanky as the others, uh, but there's a certain quality that just sets her apart from the others. You feel like your heart is just taken immediately. Uh, he does the international symbol for call me, uh, even though he hasn't given his number out, just his uh, his insta boom. So and then he kind of just like fumbles for a moment and goes, wait, hold on, not call. Like, And then he like holds out like an invisible phone and says, text me or insta me. Just a little, it's a little awkward. He's not really, he's not really that good with technology. It went on a little long. She just kind of gives you a, a, a finger point, a finger point, a finger bang, I'll finger to something. <laughs> Wait, hold on, finger bang. Wait, finger, <laughs> finger points, finger. Uh, what is it, the little? You know, like finger bagging. gun. Yeah, finger gun. Yeah, That's finger it. gun. That's... She definitely doesn't finger bang you in the middle of the street. <laughs> In- insert the South Park song of Finger Bang. <laughs> Glenn leans into Yavari and just whispers, Amateurs, am I right? Uh, that was the Frankie voice, fuck. <laughs> Amateurs! Okay, so he doesn't he doesn't whisper, it's just, Amateurs, am I right, Miss Yavari? Jerky. And Glenn, <laughs> more jerky. <laughs> Glenn is going to be so fucking ripped after all this from the protein. <laughs> it's going to be After a little bit of walking. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. After a little bit more walking, you finally make it to the downtown area, and a huge building stands before you. We're talking maybe 45 floors, and on the top it reads The Five Seasons. Um, as you walk into the lobby, uh, you see that it is absolutely just gorgeous. Now, from the outside, it looks rustic, snug, and 
cozy if you can call a big chain hotel like that. Uh, small stones and intricate stone carvings uh, make up most of the building's outer structure. Um, and it's tough to see through the stained glass windows, but the thrilled sounds from within can actually be felt outside. As you enter the tavern through the old, oh, sorry, not the tavern, the hotel through the old hard wooden looking door. Uh, side note, the door isn't old. It's just made to look like this. Um, you're welcomed by clapping hands and overall happiness. The bartender at the end of the lobby is busy, but still manages to welcome you with a wave. It's as enchanting inside as it is on the outside. Marble pillars support the upper floors, and the decorational lights uh, are attached to them. The walls are swarmed with flags of all sorts and sizes from all the different nations and all the different races and the uh, old tribes that are no longer existing. Uh, and they all seem to be—they all seem to have been uh, fitted to exactly fit the sides of the walls. The tavern itself is packed. Um, this is the lower part of the lobby. Um, the workers seem to be the client, primary clientele here, but mostly it's upscale. Um, these workers are, well, they look nerdy. Well, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just say that. Um, it's a programmers, con. It's a what? It's a con! <laughs> Dragon con! <laughs> Yay! My people! My people, I miss you. Oh, my lord. Shut the fuck up. You know up, what? Man. Fuck it. Why not? These people <laughs> look nerdy. I miss Dragon Con, okay? I miss it a lot. Several of them running around in costumes of different comics that you have uh, read before. And there even seem to be a few of them cosplaying as Yuvari. Ooh. Yuvari's Most probably the... going to get her drink, but also stopping at selfies. Okay. Uh, most of the stools at the bar are occupied, though nobody seems to mind more company. Uh, everyone is celebrating your arrival. Uh, you guys have made national news. You are now riding the wave of fame. What are you up to? Well, first, I feel like as soon as we came in and they started cheering, I would have used disguise self to put on a very nice dress. And by nice, I mean like it accentuates the curves. Probably some cleavage. But, um, yeah. And Glenn is already taking Instaboom selfies for, uh, Yavari. Well, not selfies. Glenn is just snapping Instaboom pictures for Yavari. I have him trained very well. Um, James, James is going to be doing, like, the initial, like, priesthood schmoozing with the immediate people nearby. But he's scanning like into the corners and trying to look into like the darker corners of this of the bar area to try to see if there's anyone that he would think would be connected to some shadier dealings because he's now curious about trying to figure out what's so fresh about the fresh maker. Okay. Um, Zark is just. He's basking in it. Uh, he's looking around for the uh, the elf woman that he saw earlier, um, but he's uh, he. There's probably at least one or two people dressed as Zark from his uh, 
his UFC days, right? Sure. Um, you know what? There are four. Oh, he's he's uh, flexing picks for him. Uh, just all all over town, he's flexing, flexing. Also, question: Is there a fountain nearby? Right, dead ass in the center of the hotel. Oh no! So after Glenn finishes taking the pictures, he just kind of sits in the fountain. It feels like home for him. Oh. <laughs> Yvari's just like, give him a minute. It'll be fine. That's beautiful. And and people would probably know at this point, whenever Glenn does this sort of thing, I just use prestidigitation to like clean it up afterwards. <laughs> so, um, after a while, bartender walks up to you, shakes all of your hands, and says, uh, hmm, what's a good bartender voice? Well, hello, everyone. It is good to see you back and in safe conditions. Your commander is on uh, floor 42. She's uh, been looking for you. You're a little late. Oh, is it that time already? All right. And Yuvari's going to thank him and uh, try to round up everybody to go. Gwen uh, lazily steps out of the fountain. And James is still going to try to be scanning for people that he thinks works in the... uh, more clandestine thing, but he's going to keep up pace with everyone. James, uh, sadly, you don't see any too seedy people. Um, they all just look like a bunch of dorks here. What can I say? Uh, Maybe my city, but times are definitely changing. Lord have mercy. You find yourself in the time of peace right now. Don't worry, that always ends. <laughs> oh, boy. oh no. Zark is just, he's still flexing with his boys that are there uh, and everything. <laughs> and he's going, all right, just, you know, just hit me up on the Instaboom there and everything. Uh, that's uh, Zark uh, underscore killer underscore croc or whatever I said to that one girl. Hey, if you see a, if you see a, uh, an elf, a high elf girl, kind of smallish, but with long dark hair, send him my way. I'm, like, snapping my fingers at Zark, trying to get him to, like, move the fuck on. <laughs> hey, I got y'all, though. Hey, MSU, baby, what's up? Uh, he's he's coming up. Uh, slowly goes, I don't know who the fuck those guys were. I don't know what they were dressed like. They look like a bunch of fucking nerds. Be nice to them. They're our fans. That's true. As the elevator doors start to close, uh, Glenn gives a few parting words of wisdom. Fuck the police! Jerky! Please! All right. All right. So, this is the part where you let us do the talking, and I'm also going to go ahead and use prestidigitation to dry him off. Because the whole floor is just soaked. Uh, well, I would have used shape water, I guess, to uh, put it back in the fountain. Little late so now, kids. there. I, I feel like I would have done it before we got in because I've got so many cantrips. Would our commander know that I was a frog previously? Um, I probably would have kept that on the down low because it feels. I feel like I would understand the perception of people knowing I was taking advantage of Glenn because <laughs> that is absolutely. Don't tell your situation. commander the truth. I mean, if he asked, I probably wouldn't lie about it, but how many people ask, were you a frog? <laughs> You're right. So, that's a thing. 
Were you a frog? Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't lie about it. I just wouldn't bring it up. Before you know it, the elevator goes, boop. And you arrive at the 42nd floor. This floor is reserved for presidential suites. Uh, each side of the hallway has large wooden doors. Uh, you can see gold engravings of elvish runes. Uh, and the actual handles to the door are made of beautifully carved crystals. Even on the speaker system of the hotel, you can hear just the wildness of jazz music just blaring out. Even though you're alone, you still feel the party atmosphere of Manbrew. You come to your commander's room and knock. And eventually, she opens it. Your commander is a tall human woman, about six foot tall. Uh, she is brown-skinned, and she has long black hair with many different streaks of gray. Uh, she seems to be in her late 30s. And she says, well, hello, good friends. It has been a while. I'm sorry, I should call you N3 now. You have found fame. How have you all been? Glenn salutes. We've been wonderful, and... Uh, Yavari's gonna kind of, like, hold out a hand to Glenn, like, remember. <laughs> Glenn just gives two thumbs up. Um, James, James is going to nod his head forward and then put his hands in front of him folded together. And it's like, the divines have blessed us much, much as they have blessed your appearance still to this day, my, I must say. <laughs> you a snide look. Your commander's name is Alora, and she has been on the Pride Ambassador side for many, many years. She goes over to the television, turns it on, and you can see your glowing, shining faces all over the news. This is the biggest thing to happen since the old wars, and that was like 40 years ago. Taking down an angel is no small feat. And she says, I am so impressed by what you all have done. I cannot wait to hear about your briefing. Please tell me everything that happened. First, is there alcohol laid out anywhere? Yes, I have several bottles of uh, green duck. What <laughs> 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 is that supposed to be? <laughs> Instead of Gregor's? <laughs> like absinthe? Green, uh, sorry, Glenn immediately goes to pour Yavari a glass of green duck and cranberry juice. Yeah, I, I was about to say, like, I just kind of look at him and just, he knows. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn, you're too kind. And then he looks at the rest of the party with the, uh, you guys want anything look? Uh, Zark just kind of uh, does the whole thing with his, uh, his hand at his neck back and forth and goes, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. And... What what's the like seating arrangement? Like, is there a couch or just chairs or? God, this room is so fucking big. It is lined with windows <laughs> on all sides. You have the nice little corner room. There are couches, tables, a spa, one of those long little fucking what do you call them? Day day lounge. Food yeah. Room? Okay. 
uh, Chase, Chase, Chase Lounge, I think. Chase Lounge, that's Chase. it. The bed is in his own bedroom, and it spans the width of the room. You could jump for days on this bed. It is huge. <laughs> I like that's the direction you went with that instead of like, you know, you could do adult activities. No, no, jumping. That's the correct answer. You could have yes. a 20-man orgy easy. I've seen Miss Yavari wrestle on a bed of this origin once. Glenn, please. Um, and Yavari's going to sit down, like just flop on the nearest couch and just kick off her shoes and just get probably way too comfortable for the situation. <laughs> and Glenn sits on the floor, crisscross applesauce. I give him a head pat. So I'm <laughs> looking forward to hearing your briefing. Please. Yes. Um, I mean, there's really not much to tell. It wasn't a very long fight. Um, I mean, the usual happened. We fought very hard. Um, the boys were, sorry, the men were amazing on the front lines. They were giving it their all. Um, there was a lot of back and forth with it. It was, you know, not an easy fight, but... In the end, the Solar realized that he was losing, and, um, you know, we did have victory, as you can see. Amazing. I cannot wait to brief my commander. Yes, please, please make sure that he knows how hard the men fought. I was doing my best to support them, you know how I am. And it was it was definitely a difficult fight. It It was probably the hardest we've had so far, but... I mean, the results speak for themselves. Glenn raises his hand. She pushes his hand down. Yeah, that's about how it went. And I, I even, you know, Angel Hughes on the top rope at one point, grabbed him by his ankles and I suplexed his ass. He was, you would have been real impressed. I just want to point that out. Miss Laura, this is a safe place, right? Glenn, honey, you know what I'm about to say. And as he's saying those words, a uh, zone is cast around you, and I'm going to need everyone to make a charisma safe. Fuck you. Why? Why are you like this? <laughs> Glenn is about open <laughs> transparency. Oh my gosh, where am I so fucking So I'm those charisma right. saving throws. Um... That is a 24. A 14. A 2. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so everyone but Yavari can, uh... <laughs> you can't deliberately tell a lie at this moment for the next uh, 10 minutes. Yvari's gonna reach down and look like she's just about to like give him like a little bit of a shoulder massage, but she's just pinching the shit out of the base of his neck. Like, Glenn, really? Is that necessary right now? Glenn does not realize that he cast Zone of Truth. What the fuck? Does he not realize he cast Zone of Truth? Surprised to hear that you're back. In fact, I thought I had sent you on a suicide mission. I told you not to fight him, but look at you. You won. And that should be all that matters, right? 
James is just going to pull out his amulet and he's going to start praying. Or at least put on a facade of praying. And he's checking out. <laughs> there is a just an instant where like if looks could kill, uh Yavari is giving her just the look of you know she's imagining just strangling her, and then she just puts on the nicest smile again. Really? Was it that hard of a mission? Didn't seem too hard. We were able to walk away. <laughs> you were supposed to find why these girls went missing. Ended up fighting an angel. Yes, I told you not to fight it. I assumed that you wouldn't make it back, but you did, and I'm proud. So what's the reason that you sent us in particular? Well, you were the only ones around. Is that really it? Wait, really? Yeah, did I Laura, feel like I can't did lie Laura to you. Pass the zone? Oh, yeah. yeah, did she pass her zone of truth? <laughs> she did not. So you basically decided to send your... How should I put this? As far as PR goes, we're probably the best thing that's ever happened to you. And you decide to send us to our potential death? You made it. I believe Miss Laura thinks we're expendable. It definitely sounds a little bit like that. I mean, Miss Laura, I, I, I know you've been to one of my, my wrestling events here and there and everything like that. You you know I've got a dedicated fan base. I, there were some nerds out in the, in the lobby there. They was flexing with me and everything. I put them to shame. No problem. But I'm just... You know, I, I worry a little bit there that you, I, I have a, I have a family I have to feed, and now you're saying I could have just died off by this angel. I'm hurt. I'm not gonna lie. I'm hurt. I can't lie. I'm hurt. This is the cost of being an ambassador to the Pride. Now there's there's like a vein bulging on Yavari's head as she's like straining to maintain a smile while she's listening to this. She would have been nicer, but she did indeed fail her thing. So, Allura starts pacing around the room, and she says, I come bearing not really good or bad news. This time, I will start with the question. Which one of you remembers the original mission that was given to us by the Emperor? As players, I don't think we know the original mission. <laughs> Would that yeah. be like you stay silent? Mr. Zark is the Emperor of the Ring, and he taught me how to shatter kneecaps. That's very true. You, you, you gotta know exactly where to snap it. I don't think that's what we're talking about here, my my, my frog friend. I'm sure I had Glenn write it down somewhere. Is to do some good for the world and its people. And in my book, you've done some good. However, those pride insignias you're all wearing aren't just some fancy pin that gets you into the best seats at the theater. Now, they are a symbol of both peace and power. You all are no longer within the true military of the Pride, but you have gone beyond that. You are ambassadors to the Pride. Anything and everything you do, as per your mission, is to further the interests of the Empire and its people, keeping in mind the prosperity of all others. Although we do not rule this planet, it is our solemn duty to care for it. 
And being that you all are ambassadors with some newly found off time, it is high time you start acting like ambassadors. Laura paces a bit more before pouring herself a nice glass of cocoa. Uh, she places two marshmallows inside, uh, and she pauses a bit and adds three more. Glenn raises a hand. <laughs> yes, Glenn. Miss Laura, two questions. Glenn, only ask the one about the cocoa. Miss Laura, one question. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and she starts stirring her cocoa. May I have a glass of cocoa? You may. And she six marshmallows. But I only have. Oh, okay, fine. And she <laughs> picks up. It's like the whole rest of the bag, and she. she <laughs> She sacrificed her marshmallow life for you, and I hope you feel good. Thank you, Miss Laura. It's a Laura, and thank you. What you're saying is we need to act more like ambassadors. I mean, have you looked at my social media recently? We kind of have this in the bag. You do. But that is not the true purpose for your mission. So, I've gone ahead and taken the liberty of setting up your first ambassador meeting with Prime Minister Falk. Now, this is not a quest to kill things, as that's strictly outlawed here, as it should be. This is a gesture to strengthen the relationship between Lion's Rest, which is, uh, side note, your home city for the Pride Empire, and Manbrew. So, please, be on your best behavior. Lastly, you all smell and look like hell. And you're all tacky in that armor. Go shopping and get yourselves something nice to wear. In the morning, we will meet with Prime, Prime Minister Falk. I would have absolutely used prestidigitation to clean myself up and at least get rid of their smell, if nothing else. As a side note. She still said it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yuvari is just straining to keep her smile, and you can just see this, like, vein popping out on her forehead. <sighs> All right. Well, then, I think it's time to go. Glenn takes his pride emblem off and takes his warhammer and smashes it. What? It's not dramatic, though. <laughs> uh, Miss Yuvari said I wasn't allowed to ask my second question, so I'd find the answer on my own. Glenn, what was your other question? Is there tracing equipment in these pins? No, they're pins. Microphones? GPS? No, they're pins. Mr. James taught me not to trust authority. It's all bent. Look what you've done. Uh, James, James is now rubbing his amulet even harder than he was before while feigning his prayers. Yeah, Yavari's standing up, putting on her shoes, and just downing the rest of her drink. I'll, I'll see you all in the morning. Good. Thanks for the cocoa, Miss Laura. Alora. Fucking Frankie yeah, is coming out so hard. Fucking <laughs> 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 Frankie, Gary. Gary um, only <laughs> plays Frankie. That's all he knows. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I'm leading the way back to the elevator at just a very fast, angry pace. It's knowledge to all of you, which I failed to mention, and I'm sorry for that, SDM. Your room is just a, a couple of doors down. Uh, oh, you also well, have a presidential suite. Storming back to the room, then. You open the door, it looks very, very similar to Allura's room. Um, the presidential suites all kind of look the samey. Okay. I go in and look at the first chair that looks kickable, and I just kick it as hard as I fucking can. Boom! You make a mess. Yep. Glenn <laughs> <laughs> immediately heads to the bathtub, turns on the water, and then uh, turns it off and sleeps there for the night. Yuvari's <sighs> just gonna go fume for a while before going to bed, probably. Uh, uh, how late is it right now? It's fucking like 10. Alright, uh, James James is going to try to, like, instead, like, look into the room just to check it out, but then he's going to go back down to the bar and, they, like, start looking for some of the seedier people again so that he can try to figure out what Mentos, what what the fresh craze is. Fresh crates. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Find out about that fresh maker. Uh, Zark is stalking around the bed as if it's uh, a UFC uh, uh, style arena. Uh, and he's stroking his chin going, I wonder how many folks that get up here make an impromptu. Uh... Alex, I think we so uh, Zark is just kind of stalking around the bed, uh, the, the giant bed there, and going, I wonder if I could call room service to uh to call some people up for uh, for a UFC style match and maybe some more. Okay. Uh, so James, I'm gonna get back with you in a second. Okay. Okay. Let's say it's about ten forty-five in the evening. You hear a knock on your door of your presidential suite. Knock, knock, knock. Glenn answers it immediately. There are three high elf women, uh, one significantly taller than the rest, um, standing at your door. And they say, hello, is the, um, the big slimy one here? Oh, I thought you were Miss Yervari's regular visitors. The rope is not ready yet. That's canon now. Uh, Zark overhears it and goes, Oh, girls, girls, welcome to the party. Well, it's good to see you again. Listen, we know a place downtown. Uh, we kind of want you to join us if you would. And your friends are welcome too. Come on, you can't be in bed at uh, 10.45. Mr. Zark. Shall I fetch your Jimmy hats? <laughs> we don't call them that much. Oh, boy, Yuvari's in the other room where you can't see, just like stifling a laugh. She absolutely told him to call them that. Willy sleeves? Probably, but never around her. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna actually hang up now and never come back. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. 
we don't. Oh, call Mr. Zark, I believe you call it protection. Around. The only protection I need is my shield here. But also, yes, bring those. That'd be, uh, that'd be helpful, right, ladies? I mean, not for not, just in case. We're responsible adults here. Just in case. Glenn polishes his shield. I have a shield too! God damn it. Well, you boys take your shields and we'll meet downstairs. Mr. Zark, we've made new friends! <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna come out at this point. Yavari's just gonna be like, all right, there's drinks, right? Let's go. And whatever mints you keep talking about, these boys just want mints. Let's go. I just want my college credit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Glenn, dear. A jerky. And Glenn starts eating jerky. Good boy. All right, ladies, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so you guys <laughs> all saddle up. Juice. Having a good time talking and walking through the hallways, going downstairs, and then walking out. Uh, there's still a lot of people in the main lobby, and you didn't spot your friend James. We'll come back to him in a second, though. Oh, no. Side note, uh, Glenn is probably wearing something that you've already picked out for him. God. Actually, yeah, what are you all wearing? I'm going to confirm this is peacetime. You will probably will not be fighting anything unless you start some problems with the police. So you are very safe to wear whatever the fuck you want. I mean, Glenn has said fuck the police a lot. Yeah, I'm probably just wearing like an evening dress, probably something black and slinky with like a leg slit in it to show off my freshly polished tiefling hooves. Uh, Glenn, or sorry, Yabari, what is Glenn wearing? <laughs> um, probably something very stylish and definitely name brand. I have no idea what men wear out in the evenings. <laughs> Probably like a very nice, like, not silk shirt, but whatever the fuck, like, really nice shirts are made out of. Nothing too like shiny, a, though. A Henley? Sounds like a Henley kind of thing. Maybe. Probably like slacks. He's definitely wearing a Fuji belt. <laughs> Probably, and I've definitely taught him to put on just a little bit of cologne. Not much. Just like a little bit, so it's not overpowering. Lord have mercy. Um, Zark is wearing a black turtleneck uh, with a gold chain that's uh, sticking out of it and some nice tight blue jeans with a black fanny pack. Right <laughs> okay, now. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> I like that outfit. That's the best outfit. <laughs> Yay, I win, D&D. got the fanny yes. pack. You're ready to fucking tour. And Glenn is definitely holding Yavari's purse. Oh my lord. I would have at least swapped to something smaller, so it's not as obvious, but yes, he is holding my purse. Yeah. Well, and James James is wearing what on the outside he's wearing his vestment robes, but he's also wearing a pair of uh, white gloves to go with it. And the robes are there to conceal that he is still in some leather armor underneath and thus continuing his paranoia streak you guys go out and start drinking at several different bars and it is a great time i'll come back to you james all right
you are downstairs at what seems to be a you're not too sure what to call this now that you're looking at all of the patrons yes they do seem to be nerds and several of them are dressed up like yuvari uh there are some who are dressed up like zark but mostly they're in well it looks like multicolored dog costumes oh no no please not like this <laughs> no <laughs> Why? One person you can clearly tell is some sort of wolf, but he's not acting like one, if you've ever seen a wolf before. So I would like to put in a disclaimer at this point, as cringy as furries are, all the furries I've met have been so fucking nice. Oh yeah, the perception is cringy, but they're they're very nice people. I have very good friends. Oh no, furries are the nicest people I've ever met. They are? It's just... (laughs) (laughs) okay sorry continue excuse me Uh... and now that you're noticing (laughs) this the seediest people in the room seem to be these people who are completely covered up in their fur based costume several of them actually come up to you um, as you sit at the bar and say well, hello. You're on the news. How are you? What is your name? Huh. Well, well, my name is not truly the most important thing when you consider the greatness of the divines, but you may call me you may call me James. Well, James, you look like a lot of fun. Well, I don't know what y'all quite look like, but you do look like y'all are having fun. Ugh. You Lord, I'm getting the age. Um, depends on what you define as fun. I don't know about playing dress up with you. Well, come on outside with us. What? Am I going to find something outside? You'll find fun. Might as well say that. Guess we could all say curiosity get, getting the better of me right now. I And I will go ahead and follow. I'll tag along. You don't follow, James. If they grab you by the arm. Uh, oh boy pull you in nice and close and this is not a i'm trying to be as clear as day this is not a menacing grab uh they are embracing you as they would a good friend okay um so they they grab you by both arms and walk outside with you Uh, you enter the cool night air so manbrew is unique uh this is currently the summer so the days hot as fuck at night, hot as fuck, but also humid. So it's goddamn miserable. Lovely. They take you out uh, and sit you down at a nearby restaurant and then start removing their furry helmets. Uh, and as they sit next to you, ordering a table for four, all of you, uh, they then pass you a menu. On this menu, you see several odd things from different cultures as this city is a big melting pot one of the things that really catches your eye though gets your taste buds a going is the habanero chicken feet i'm sorry what (laughs) habanero chicken feet (laughs) (laughs) it's an orc delicacy 
especially since uh, James would have grown up for most of his life in the city. You know, uh, I'd never been one to really ever turn down uh, some good old-fashioned trotters, regardless of what creature it's coming off of. Uh, Y'all order anything yet? Should I... We we get service out here? What's going on? I, I could you go for a bite to eat. Yes, we're going to order in just a second. And one of the uh, fur people pulls out a long, slender roll of the Fresh Makers and starts <laughs> popping one. And he hands it over to you. You're looking to have some fun, right? Again, I wasn't necessarily looking to turn down some fun, but I've got to ask. I've been hearing I've been hearing about these little fresh makers from every side of town and I only been in town for a couple hours. What what's going on with these? Change the formula and it it's really great. Right. Um and so James is going to try to take a look at it and try to figure out if this is something that is normally mass produced or if this is something that would be lucrative in the in the of uh, seedier trade system what race are you james uh i'm kalishtar okay um as you look i mean it has the little m imprinted on it for uh for mentos since we're not caring about that copyright today um <laughs> it smells like minty freshness. In fact, it smells five times more fresh because of the new and improved formula. Hmm. Uh, I'm not gonna... I can sense a difference, but for the life of me, I can't figure out what all the hubbub is going on about. But I guess you... I guess even the man of the cloth only lives once, and James is gonna go ahead and pop the Mentos that he's given. Pop the Mentos. The freshness takes over your mouth. You feel it sliding down your throat. And as it slides down, it freshens and rejuvenates everything inside of you. You even feel it hitting your stomach lining. And that acid in your stomach, that that bile, freshens. And now when you speak, there's only freshness. There is only clean mint. And for some reason... You can't quite feel your nose anymore. And then you notice you can't really feel your face. And then you notice you're just way too fresh at this point. (laughs) And before you know it, (laughs) and before you know it, you are out partying and having the best fucking time. I'll come back to you later. All right, then. Everybody else. What the fuck? Oh, God. My body is ready for this campaign now. You are at a bar called, I don't know, the Moldy Foot. And the three elves that are with you, um, two of them have gone off to Yuvari. But the one with the black hair has stayed alongside having a very pleasant conversation with Zark. Um, she says, no, Zark, um, my name, I know I haven't mentioned it yet because the DM sucks, 
is Verona Sessler. Uh, I've been a fan of yours for ever now, and I saw you on the news, and I just, you know, I really had to take the time to to meet you. Oh, Miss uh, Miss Verona, it's it's absolutely a pleasure to meet you, uh, to make make your acquaintance. Now, uh, forgive me for saying, I've been in the business for a while now, and. Now, it could just be the fact that you are a lovely elf of elven persuasion, but you look a little bit young for some of my old work. Oh, well, I'm, I'm like 90. Don't tell anybody, though. Yes. Um, don't you worry, Don. Don't you worry. Well, uh, so I guess I'm a little embarrassed to ask, but would you join me on the dance floor? Of course. Uh, do, you even, do you even have to ask, really? Oh, she takes your hand. And you guys, yeah, it's going to be performance. You guys have some sort of chemistry that is just killing it. What are you saying, Gary? Can I make a uh, sleight of hand check to remove his fanny pack so he's unencumbered on the dance floor? You may. Okay, that's going to be a... That's going to be a 14. That's a perception, uh, Zark. Uh, my pa- my passive is fifteen. You, nobody can sleight of hand anyone today. <laughs> we suck at this. <laughs> this is how we roll. This is how we play. Mister Zark, I just want you to be unencumbered. Uh, well, trust me, there ain't no encumbrance here. I made sure when I made my character sheet, no encumbrance. I'm sure you've God packed Jimmy hats for this, Mr. Zark. Go ahead. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you get on the dance floor, and you guys start rolling. Make a performance check. God damn. She rolled real high. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's a one. Oh, no. <laughs> so she got a 20 <laughs> So it looks like she is just a seasoned pro on the dance floor. She's hitting the nay-nay. She's rocking the Dougie. She's doing what she's got to do out there on the dance floor. You, sir, look like a stick. He's trying to do the running man, but he can't quite get his his arms and his legs to go in the right direction at the right time. Just he can't get in rhythm to it. Kyler, I just want you to know I appreciate all of those references. <laughs> Uh, you, you know, but she's into you at this point, so it's it's cool. She likes the she likes the awkwardness of your dance moves. And before you all know it, you guys are dancing, drinking, and being fresh all through the night. At around six a.m., you hear a long, low blow, and as the sun rises, you all come to your senses. And you have not slept quite yet. You're all tired from partying all night. And you begin to walk back to your hotel from the streets. What are you doing? Uh, Glenn is probably fetching coffee for everyone. Okay. The three elf uh, rows that are, that are with you uh, also request some coffee. Um, was Would James be able to, like keep his hand on like any of the mentos from the night before 
Uh, James, I'm going to get back to you in a second. Okay. Glenn, uh, what should I roll to see if I manage to get coffee for every single person involved in that night? Fucking give me a dexterity saving throw for the hell of it. Oh, sh- Okay. I got a plus three on that. That's a nine. It works. You did it. You get coffee for everyone. Great job. Um, Zark is mm, trying to see. I'm trying to think what's the most dignified way to to carry Verona would be because she's probably a little more tired than he is. He's he's bad at dancing. It's very weird. She's not tired at all. Oh. However, most of the music that you're hearing on the streets has died down or stopped completely. I thought that this was the city that never slipped, even at six in the moment. Verona looks at you and says, yeah, you're right. It is quiet. In fact, it's kind of nice. It was so nice spending the night with you. It was. So... Been a while since I had a night on the town like that. It was a, uh, was something else. As you walk through the streets, um, I'm sorry, Glenn. You got coffee from everybody. The coffee uh, machine that you got it from uh, was working well and good. When you went into the bar to get it, uh, you noticed that all the patrons were were. Just chilling, napping. Uh, <laughs> Glenn is just gonna not notice any of that and focus on his task, which is getting coffee for the crew. You've done it. Yavari, uh, your feet are beat the fuck up from dancing and doing whatever the hell you were doing. What were you doing, Yavari? Um, so, to keep my image good before any debauchery, uh, I probably would have cast Disguise Self to look like a similar tiefling, but probably like a lighter shade of red. And I'm definitely walking back with a woman on each arm with, uh, you know, some affection going on and that sort of thing. Um, this is like a Tuesday night for Yavari. Got it. You're used to this shit. Oh, yeah. I'm a pro. Okay. Miss Yavari, shall I get the rope? Uh, maybe later. I'll let you know. And Glenn gives her her coffee. Thank you, dear. You're a lifesaver. All right. You all take sips of the coffee as you are walking back to the Five Seasons to try and take a nap. You've got a good four hours until your meeting, so uh, everything should work out as far as sleep goes. You're heroes, after all. Come on. So, so would we be meeting back up with James at this point? We'll get the James in a second. Ooh. <laughs> As you walk up the streets, uh, you come across several alleys, and it looks like people have just partied way too hard. As everyone has kind of picked a nice spot, and is, they look like they're sleeping. As you continue up to the five seasons, uh, you open the doors, kind of wondering where James went to. Uh, and as you get into the lobby, you look at all the old patrons there. They're all still in their costumes, all having a great time. 
taking a nice community nap. Opening the elevator door, you go upstairs. At this point, Yavari is definitely thinking something is up. And she's looking at the ladies as the elevator doors close and said, So what's changed since the last time we were here? Because last I was in a hotel of, you know, this caliber, they didn't just let everyone, you know, sleep in the lobby. Miss Yavari, should I make this a safe space for everyone? Glenn, no. The adults are speaking. Um, I was talking to the ladies. I imagine they're still on my arms. Yep. The the big seven-foot-tall one and the other high elf. Oh, yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm like, faces at boob height. Let's go. <laughs> Miss Yavari, when I make a safe space, people can't lie. I'm not trying to bring magic into the equation. We can do things without it. I don't want to rely on it for everything, you know. So shall I shatter kneecaps, Miss Yavari? Glenn, dear, you're being a little eager at the moment. Um, why don't you just focus on... Think, think about what you want to wear tomorrow. Now, ladies, I would love to hear what your opinion is. Let's go on up. Well, I mean, we're already going up, so what? what's your opinion on this? On what? What's changed in the city that, I mean, people are asleep everywhere. Usually this is a city that doesn't sleep or people just find somewhere a little more appropriate to take a nap. It is Tuesday. Tuesday member, <laughs> yeah. So people just nap at the five-season hotel lobby on Tuesdays, and they just allow that this these days? I feel like last time I was here, this was not the case. Ooh, I don't look at the peasants, and they look at me. Okay. Yes, but that's the problem there. Well, I mean, I don't like to use the word peasants. I feel like that's very demeaning to people. But why are they here then, if they are what you would call, and, you know, don't take this out of context, um, peasant, as you say, not I. Big one kind of shrugs and... Then walks off. I thought it's we like were in the elevator. Kind of died. Oh yeah, you guys are on the elevator. She then clicks a door and then walks off. Clicks a floor, not a door. She clicks a floor and walks off. Um, Miss Yavari, right I got this. I want to see what Glenn's gonna do before I say what I was gonna do. Lord have mercy. <laughs> and Glenn sticks his head out of the elevator. So can I speak to your manager? Okay, no, that's... No, no, get back in the elevator. Uh, and I'm going to cast Suggestion on her. Miss Yavari, you taught me that one. You are going to suggest something to this innocent elf girl? Yes. Alright, hang on. One second. I mean, it's not going to be anything, like, bad. Mm-hmm. Remember the the roll. It's a wisdom save, sixteen. Okay. She got a twelve. Let's see. I'm gonna say, 
Uh, before you leave, please do tell me exactly what's going on in this city. Uh, why is everyone sleeping in, you know, the lobby? Is there a certain drug going around? He looks at you in a rude Instagrammer way, and she just says, I don't know. People are boring. Glenn says, please don't lie to my manager. And uh, so, the truth. So that's going to be a charisma save of 15. <laughs> she got a nine. You uh, really are going to pretend to not know. You know who I am. I can make you speak if I really wanted to. I'm trying to be nice here, but. Walk in the I'm... zone of truth. Oh, go ahead. She I'm makes sorry. a lot of men speak. But you're a lady. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I got a 26 on my charisma save, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to need the rest of the party to make wisdom. <laughs> I'm not actually on that elevator still, right? Since I split. They don't know where you are. Okay, cool. Not caught in Frankie's bullshit. I'm not even going to call him good. Another two. <laughs> Rolling like hot fire tonight. You Woo. need some new dice. Or nine. Digital dice. I told you I don't know. Now go away. You guys are lame. I don't feel your vibes. Since she doesn't know, I don't know neither. But she, she just don't know. Uh, hmm. Fine, but don't tag me on Instaboom. Verona at this point um, turns to you, Zark. Uh, she places her hand on your ch- your chest, and she says, Sark, it was a good night with you. I hope we can do it again. Uh, I'm going to join my girls, though. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, I think it was a good night, too. Uh, it, was a, it was a pleasure dancing with you out there, even though, as you could plainly see, I haven't been keeping up with my dancing but uh, in a while, but... Uh, you, you look real nice out there. As she backs out the elevator, she says, you're pretty cute too. Call me. Elevator door closes, and the lady... James. All right. You have been fresh as shit this whole night. <laughs> <laughs> the freshest maker. The freshest maker. You've been hanging out with your little furry friends. You've been partying. In fact, the whole night's kind of a blur, but you can't remember having that good of a time. There's something about these Mentos, man, that just makes your two brains go wild. Why'd you have to say it that way? Two brain? Yeah, because you, you do have two brains. You're a Calistar. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, that's right? Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Um, sure. You, you don't wake up. It's not waking up. You're on your feet when you kind of come back to your senses. Does that make any sense? Oh, yeah. It's like you've been (laughs) running on pure autopilot, and now you realize that you're in an alley. You don't know where you are. Looking around yourself, you're physically fine. Nothing has harmed you in any way. But you are a little bit uh, lost. <sighs> the last preserve. 
so I, I'm going to check my pockets and I'm going to a make sure that my stuff is still on me, but I'm also checking to see if I got anything from the night before anything new. Everything that you had on you is still on you. Nobody robbed you. Uh, no foul play has gone down. Um, you haven't obtained anything new except an odd little teddy bear. Uh, the teddy bear is missing an eye. What color is the eye? Brown. Are the eyes fresh? <laughs> They're not fresh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I'll kind of look at the teddy bear, and then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best while looking at the teddy bear to hail a cab. And and then with the cab, just tell him the hotel and pray to God that I'm close enough to the hotel to get there. (laughs) It's not a hail a cab. Uh, You stand on the side and you can see a cab just a couple of cars down. Uh, For some reason, the traffic isn't moving, though. Uh, You assume that there may be some sort of parade going on at 6 a.m. in Manbrew, which is uh, not uncommon. As you keep on hailing that cab, you note that he does not come to your position. What do you do? Well, I never... Uh, what on earth? Maybe it's time for me to check out this. These uh, apps that I keep hearing so much about. Um, and I'm going to pull out my phone. And I'm now going to download a, one of the car share apps for the first time and try to figure out setting up an account so that I can get the hell out of here. <laughs> okay. You set up an account. Uh, you order a boober uh, and you wait there for about an hour and nothing ever picks up. Well, what in the hell? I wish I knew where I was. Uh, with the parades, Like, do I see them or can I hear the music? While I'm waiting? This is the odd part, and I want to make this mad clear. For all your years of being in Manbrew, you've never heard it be silent. And now it's silent? Completely silent. Hmm. Well. As you walk the streets, uh, trying to get a position on where you are, you figure you're some, well, you're several miles away from downtown. You're still within the city of Manbrew, of course. Um, And as you pass by bars, you notice that all of the patrons are sleeping. And as you look around, everyone in the cars are sleeping. On the rooftop bars, they're hanging off the sides, sleeping. And we'll pick up there next week. Oh, oh man. Weird. <laughs> As we find out the mystery of the city that never sleeps. The city all is right. asleep. <laughs> it's well, Millageville all over again. <laughs> How did oh, I get no. stuck with furries? <laughs> That's just sometimes the way it rolls, I guess. <laughs> I, right, well, I guess that. Oh, this no, was sorry, a sorry, slow burn. 
the slow burn was on purpose because I want to build something up. So uh, if you guys don't mind, <laughs> next week we'll continue this little adventure. Uh, oh, yeah. Likely you won't be fighting anything next week, so just keep with the roleplay hats. All right. Uh, okay. So, um, I with the roleplay hat, I I've got a um, I've got a trucker hat that says Duff Beer on it. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is my my roleplay hat now. <laughs> also, goddammit, Gary. <laughs> Gary, I'm, I'm I'm loving the character of Glenn too much. Just what do you mean you're loving the character of Glenn too much? You're just Frankie. Okay, okay, okay. but he's like Frankie 2.0 and way less annoying. To be fair, yes. To be fair, it's just one of those things where you're like, I can't tell Frankie or tell Glenn the truth about this. He'll just immediately shout it. He's like a cinnamon bun version of Frankie, and not as obnoxious. And the voice isn't as annoying. The voice is the voice is definitely not as annoying. There is that, but yeah, it's definitely just Frankie all over again. Yes, but it's Frankie, Frankie. That listens to me. <laughs> it's Frankie the slave. Whoa, whoa, we can't Sorry, say that. Unpaid intern, unpaid intern. Frankie the unpaid intern. <laughs> the unpaid intern. Uh... My warlock familiar. <laughs> no, I, I, I feel like over time, Glenn will be amazing, though. I am just Hi. having fun with all of the fake names that you've come up with, Kyler, except Mentos. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's Mentos. It's it's spelled different. It's got a Y instead of an E. Oh, yeah, you're right. M-Y-N-T-O-S. <laughs> and if you put them in Diet Coke, it does nothing. Uh, but it, put it, them in Diet like, Pepsi. You've had, so you've had something Pepsi. ready for each one. I had to mute myself for Boober the first time you said it. Oh, I was. I had myself <laughs> muted for so much just because I was then, crying laughing. I had to and go then it's just makeup. Mentos. <laughs> <laughs> I love like, it. I feel like the world is efficiently set up at this point. Yeah. I literally had to go take off my makeup because I just had mascara like streaming down my face because I just kept <laughs> laughing so hard. I was like, I'm just going to mute myself and take care of this. I'm really glad you guys had fun. Oh, so gosh. let me know if I get too out of control with Glenn just hopping in being like, so-and-so told me this. <laughs> fucking zone of truth us. God damn it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like mending from the OG uh, Crits and Grits. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Kyler, for that fantastic uh, game. That was absolutely fan. That was spectacular. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I've never been the the player character to flirt with the NPC. It's always been the other way around, which is, I don't know if that's better or worse. Either way, this was a lot of fun. Thank you uh, uh, again for uh, for DMing for us. Um, does anyone have anything they need to plug this week? Go to Kyler's YouTube, Fishing After oh, Five. Yeah. I've actually watched... Okay, I've watched multiple videos. I was going to say a few, but no, I've watched a ton, and I really enjoy it. It's good shit. Thank yeah. you, guys. No, thank you. I, I, I don't want thank to get you. into fishing now. Yeah. Thank you for bringing yeah. up some fun today. 
<laughs> it was cool. It was a lot of fun, and getting to be in New Orleans was awesome. Yes, not thank you so much, Kyler. That was fantastic. Yeah, totally not New Orleans. Totally not. <laughs> Where we're throwing beads to see some titties. Not New Orleans at all. Definitely <laughs> not. No, 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 we were throwing candy necklaces to see titties, <laughs> not beads. <laughs> yeah, the, the candy guys. necklaces everyone is looking to. Everything will blow up in your faces. Oh, yes, no. good. Good. Oh, no. good. Oh, God. <laughs> no, Frankie's I love this. Sorry, why did I say Frankie? Glenn has done a lot already. And did that's you play Frankie again? <laughs> Bring on the trauma. Give me that authentic D&D. <laughs> I'm playing a less problematic Frankie. <laughs> yes, bring on the trauma. Builds character. <laughs> I think that might be our catchphrase. For this one, uh, what Abby just said, and I just forgot it because uh, <laughs> oh, bring, on it, bring on the trauma, it builds character. <laughs> yes, I love that. All right, well, thank you, no, everyone. We can't once bring again. trauma to. We can't bring trauma to fucking cinnamon bond, Frankie. Oh, absolutely! Those are the best characters to traumatize. No, yo. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> oh no. I'm not ready. Good night, everybody. We'll see y'all real soon. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night, Sig. <laughs> <laughs>